Welcome, Supers, back to another Shark Tank Tank Tales. I have a very special guest here from Shark Tank history. Uh, this person was the first person to do a deal with Lori Grenier uh, on the first, I, I believe it was the first episode she was ever on, which was uh, season uh, season three, episode four, right? And uh, so I, I'm super happy. I'm super excited. I hope you're super excited. All right, whatever you're doing right now, give up some super claps right now for Super Shelly Eller. How are you doing, Shelly? I'm great, Joe. How are you? Thanks for having uh, me. I am wonderful. I'm so happy that we got to connect. Um, yeah, and, and I think because it's been so long uh, since, well, this is actually what, our third time trying to get connected <laughs> to make this work. Um, but it's been so long since you've been on Shark Tank. Uh, l- l- so you, you, uh, oh man, you didn't even apparently want to watch my video when it was shared with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to watch things, you know, when you don't know what someone's going to say about you, because there've been so many things, um, that I've seen and that I've read and people can say mean things. It can be pretty brutal. So I've learned to just, I really don't read anything anymore. I don't watch any videos anymore. I'll see something with my name and I'm like, not interested. Just, just move right past it. I'm pretty sensitive. And so a friend of mine, uh, her name's Cameron. Quick little shout out to Cameron. She was, um, I had recently told her that that I was on Shark Tank. And I don't talk about it. I really don't tell anyone about it. But I happened to mention it to her. And so she wanted to look for my episode. She, she went on YouTube looking for my episode and she found you. And so she watched your episode and she reached out and she said, Shelly, that guy, he wants to talk to you. And she said, you should watch his episode. I said, oh, no, no, I can't watch. He might say something mean about me. And she goes, no, 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 he was really, really nice. He really wants to talk to you. So I went ahead and reached out to you and here we are. Thank you, Cameron. Yeah, well, th- thank you, Cameron, and and thank you everybody who reaches out to the people in which I ask. I mean, it's like I don't do a lot of um, requests on the show as far as like, oh, you know, hit the subscribe button and blah 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 blah. blah. But I I do one of the the call to actions is I want to talk to the people who were on the show and you know help build those relationships. Um, to, you know, I think to me that's more important or as important as you know, having the channel, uh, and, and, you know, it growing and building a community and all that. Like to me, it's, it's really all about relationships. It always has been, uh, for me. And I think that, you know, anybody that's looking for like, where's the viral. I mean, I literally got a comment yesterday saying like, Oh, obviously you don't know how to grow anything because you have 7,000 subscribers and, uh, no, you know, 800 videos, but none of them are viral. And it's like, I'm not going for virality. If I wanted whatever, if I wanted a video to go viral, I'm sure I know that I could because I know that it what I how I produce my videos is not what's going to go viral. I know that, right? And I know what I could do to do that. Unfortunately, I don't have the time at the moment to produce something to that level to say here you get or or to have an editor pass you know pass off and pay those fees to like get a bunch of views and things like i'll get there i'm i'm not really that worried about to me it's about you know educating people and building relationships and and that's what i get to do here when when i have awesome super entrepreneurs like yourself come on the show which to me is as 
it, it, it's right up there with like getting YouTube ad revenue, building, you know, a community. It's, 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 it's like right up there with all of that. So, uh, so thank you, Shelly, for being here yeah. with us. I'm right there with you, Joe. Keep following that. Keep doing that, doing what you're doing, you know, screw the people in the comments. I, I would love to see how many viral videos that guy has too, you know, no one, <laughs> or girl, you know, person. Just, Unless that person whatever they want to identify as <laughs> is um is 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 in the unless that person's in the arena getting their butt kicked they have no <laughs> they have no opinion you know I love that Brene Brown is one of my favorite um, inspirational speakers and authors and she gives this talk and she talks about the arena and it's all about going into the arena and you know just and being vulnerable and and being willing to get your butt kicked and unless you're in that arena getting your butt kicked I don't really give a shit about what you have to say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, well, you know, and look, and and just I kind of get it, right? Like, um, in the sense of like, oh, who's this guy? He's talking about the sharks, or or you know, and and like they made hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, well, money isn't money isn't everything. Like, let's let's be well i'm gonna be real about it money isn't everything i've been to the top of that mountain uh it just it's kind of like alcohol it makes better people better and worse people in that direction you know um i, I, I yeah and i and i think the people that they they get it they, like they get it and that's who i want to reach out to and that's who i want to connect with and not yeah. every person is that person and that's okay you can be yeah. you and do you but for me, like this is what's important to me: educating, building relationships, uh, and 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 learning. Like I'm always learning yeah. from from doing the show myself and getting to do these interviews. So I think that is is key. And I think um, before we get to like you know, normally we would talk about like, oh, what was your relationship with Shark Tank prior to getting to go on the show? Especially because season, you know, it was only season three when you were on. Um, you know, let, let's, let's kind of bring it, uh, to the, to the back end a little bit to start. Let's, let's start in reverse. Okay. Um, cause you, you know, you talked about being, uh, vulnerable and how like, you know, until you've been able to go through it and do it, um, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of stuff have you had to deal with over the years? Cause like, obviously, uh, you had a, a super memorable show because I mean, I, I remembered the pitch, uh, from when I had watched the show originally, going back to now, it was like I I remembered most of it. Um, which generally I try not to because I don't want to. You know, I want it to be genuine in the first take. Obviously, it had been like six years earlier that I had watched it, but um, what uh, when I had watched it, not when it aired. Obviously, yeah. um, just want to clarify for all the keyboard warriors out there. So, um, dealing with those types of things, like it's it's probably been a, a tough journey for you uh being on that on on a national stage that early on um and and can you speak to like can you speak to that like how you uh have worked through some of those feelings of, of being you know being sensitive because i'm a sensitive person like at, yeah. you know at heart and i've gotten youtube has toughened me up for sure <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> hey, it has been a rough road. I will tell you, it has not been easy. Entrepreneurship is not for the for the faint at heart, right? Um, but you know what? <clears throat> it 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 you really learn so much and you grow. And I have fallen more times than I could ever count, Joe. But I pick myself back up just about every time, and I've learned from each lesson. You know, man, I've learned so much from this whole thing. And I know what's so cool is that everything I've learned I'm meant to teach. And so I know that as I look back on it now, 
every single failure, I don't see as a liability anymore. I see as an asset, you know, because it helped make me who I am. And I really love what I'm doing and I love where I am right now. I, I, I would never be, want to be doing anything else other than where I am doing what I'm doing right now. And so I'm grateful for it. But I'm telling you uh, what I went through, through the show, after the show, the years after the show, it was a shit show. I mean, of, <laughs> of like constantly falling, constantly not getting what I want. You know, not even just through the show, but even um, after the show, a couple of years after the show, I did a manufacturing run through China. Oh, my God, what a disaster that was. I brought in 9,000 towels from China and opened the container and they were all garbage. I sold them on the um, Good Morning America steals and deals segment and sold 5,000 towels like that and had to send them out. It was, I mean, talk about, wow, I, I learned so much. My heart broke so many times, Joe. I mean, broke so many times. But I always healed and I grew back together stronger, you know, and better having gone through it. And, um, you know, looking back on it, I still wouldn't change it. I mean, as much as it was, wow, it, it's so hard for me to even when I look back on all the things I've been through, I am really impressed <laughs> that I was so strong. I really handled it all quite well. Um, but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. No, it's definitely all um, made me who I am. And like I said, I know that everything I've learned, I'm meant to teach. And so I'm grateful for it. You know, Oh man, the, the the having having something like that. Uh, I mean, just one as one example. Uh, you know, having um, I, I, well, because I think sometimes people think like, oh, it's so easy. You just place your order in China, and they just ship the stuff, and it's perfect or or close to perfect. Um, and and I mean, God forbid, it doesn't actually show up for one reason or another, or or yeah. uh, you know so, something uh, goes uh, haywire, or somebody you know knocks off your product, even though you have a patent, and they're like, "Ah, eh, you know, what are you gonna do? We're in China, yo. <laughs> you know, have fun. Come find, come find me, bro. You know, um, yeah. there's so many things that go wrong, and then to 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 have that experience of like it shows up, and they're just. Like I, I guess were they were they just super thin, like low quality, they, or like what was... they looked they looked beautiful. They actually looked fine. So when I got them, you know, my heart because they sent me samples and the samples were great, and I sent them the money, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, what came um, was they looked beautiful, but something in my heart said when I got a hold of them throw this in the washing machine. Something just told me within, throw this in the washing machine. And they didn't put a pre-rinse on the towels so that when, so that the lint was never released so that when you wash it, it would die. It was bleeding dye in the washing machine. The lint was releasing in the washing machine and not in the dryer. It was a disaster. And it was like ruining people's laundry. People were calling me, telling me that it's ruined their laundry. I was dying. I mean, I literally felt myself break to pieces in the shower. And then something just came over me and I'm like, get back up again, figure out how to wash this towel. 
and I figured out how to wash the towel. I stayed up all night trying every way to wash the towel, and I figured out the most intricate directions to wash the towel. So every towel went out with a washing instructions that was like crazy. You know, it's like who gets washing instructions like this? Wash this towel on this alone in in cold water and blue. And really, if you washed it the way I told you to, and I'll tell you what, this is what was amazing. I sent out, we sold about 5,000 towels, okay? I got, um, yeah, I got complaints, but I only got back about maybe 40 complaints out of all of those towels, Joe. That is not bad. That is not bad. I felt in that moment, I was so protected. I mean, I just felt so grateful. But for one month, every time my phone would ring, my heart would sink. And you know what, though? I learned so much of that experience because I was so honest with every person that called and just said heartfelt, like a very heartfelt apology. I'm so sorry. I have to tell you what happened. I ordered these towels and they sent me these. How can I make this right? And I'm telling you, I got to be like best friends with every single person that called complaining. I'm so good at customer service that everyone, I would either refund their money I sent them my own towel, the ones that I said, let me send you the ones that I've made myself. Let me make you happy. I mean, this is someone I've ruined their laundry. They're like my best friend. They're ordering more towels from me on my personal website. And I remember posting in my Shark Tank group after that happened. Hey, who wants to hire me to do their customer service? Because I am freaking amazing. I just ruined some lady's full load of laundry. We are now best friends. She has ordered six more towels from my website. (laughs) So, you know, but I really learned a lesson. Just, hey, don't hide from it. You know, you step up, you say you're sorry, you own your mistake. I just heartfelt every single person, please, what can I do to make this right? I feel terrible. And every person understood. They got it. They're like, I feel so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that happened to you. And you know what? I sold it to them for $10, Joe. I mean, it was a $10 towel on, you know, it was a steal and deal and you have to sell it for $10. They got it for $10. No one was really that upset, you know, but it was horrible to me, devastating when it happened, thinking that this could totally ruin my business. It didn't. I was very, very protected, but I was still left with about, six that about five thousand towels um because i ordered brought in nine thousand and um and then over the years i uh, you know i got rid of them i stole them to like dollar stores and stuff like that got rid of them and finally it was like the biggest relief in my life when i got that last towel out of the storage my good riddance oh go away these oh those towels were the worst they were the worst it was a nightmare but man did i learn you know, and I've talked to and, and I've talked to so many entrepreneurs. I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me and saying, hey, can you help me? Can you mentor me? And I always say yes. You know, I always say yes. How can I help? And I tell people off the bat, don't start off ordering things from China. <laughs> don't, don't, you know, because someone's I've saved all this money. I think I can order 5,000 to China. I'm like, stop. Where are you selling those 5,000 things? Do you know how big, how much, how many boxes that's going to, it's going to require a lot of space. Don't do it. You know, order small, buy something small, order a hundred, order, you know, 10 to start, you know, grow, don't, or don't go big. Um, 
But but anyhow, I did order the 9,000 because I knew we were going on Good Morning America. And that's why I knew that we were going to. And so I did end up actually making a lot of money off of that. But it was the whole thing was, was a disaster. It was a total disaster. <laughs> No, that re- I mean, that reminds me of, uh, so I, I run uh, the independent podcast conference here in, in Philadelphia, and I think it was in our third, second or third year. We At that point, we had never really had any negative feedback, and I got some negative feedback from somebody, but before they gave me that negative feedback, they wrote me an email telling me how dare I ask for their name and email address, and, the, and I explained in the forum, like, hey... I want to have a conversation with you. You know, if, you know, if you, I, I might, or I might want to have that conversation with you. Well, that person wrote me an email and was like, how dare you ask for that information? I'm like, you could have just filled in like frosty, the snowman at, you know, blah, blah, blah.com. Like totally made it up, but you didn't. <laughs> okay, great. So they wrote this at, right after they, they replied to that email. They, they wrote like this really long, um, like the most negative feedback I had ever gotten at, from my mm-hmm. conference. And so I, I reached out to her. She's like, how did you know it was me? I'm like, are, are you serious? Are you serious? Really? really? <laughs> like, okay, sure. All right. We'll pretend that we didn't, but I scheduled a call with her. And after, after an hour of talking with her, not only did I better understand her, her issues with the conference, yeah. right. I bet better understood how I can, um, make adjustments to the language and the communication of certain aspects of the conference that would make it easier for other people to understand who maybe weren't paying 100% attention or didn't want to just go with the flow or didn't quite understand some of the exercises that we do, not physical exercises, but the you know creative exercises that we do during the conference to help unlock creative potential, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um so yeah, and, and and we ended up becoming friends afterward after that and all that. And and I think it that's why it's like so important. I always say like on the channel, like respond to those negative uh comments, yeah. those negative reviews. Amazon doesn't let you do that anymore, which is horrific in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh it it's absolutely a, t- a, a atrocious way to to handle customer services to not be able to reply to that. But mm-hmm. if anywhere that you can reply, you should yeah. reply, right? It, it, yeah. If not to for that person to to give to care at that point. It's for someone else to read it and say, oh, wow, they actually cared enough to to respond to some really mean or really rude uh, um, assessments of of their of the service, you know, or the the product. So, you know, I very much uh, appreciate the fact that you, you know, went out of your way and and felt, you know, fall for these people because it. you know, they're just people like, that's what I always say. Like here, people are like, Oh, Joe, you're so nice to the entrepreneurs that come on the show. Like not this, this inner, the interviews, but the, you know, on the reaction videos, I'm like, cause they're real people. Yeah. <laughs> like this is their real dream. And assuming that everybody's being like legit, you know, um, uh, authentic about what they're trying to accomplish and everything. Okay. Like they're real people and they deserve, yeah. you know, an opportunity to be, at least somewhat nice too. Like I don't want to yeah. trash anybody or any of their dreams, but um, so I, I, yeah, I think that's a huge, huge lesson. So let's, let's dive into, did you know about shark tank prior to getting to be on shark tank? Did you watch it? Did you not really? No, no? you know, it's funny because shark tank was just in its third season. Uh, I really didn't watch a whole lot of TV and um I went to lunch with one of my best friends from college and she said, Hey, have you seen that show shark tank? 
And I said, no. And she said, I think you should go on it. She said, you know, they'd really like you, Shelly. She said, you, you, they would eat you up. She's like, she's like, they really like you. You do great. And I go, oh God. I, I said, yeah, well, I, I don't think, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I went home and I, I Googled, you know, I Googled, I watch an episode on YouTube or something. And I called her, I think I texted her. I'm like, you gotta be on crack. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I would never do that. Uh, I think the episode I watched, this person was just, you know, Mr. Wonderful was like making so much fun of them. Like, you know, their product was ridiculous and he was reaming them. They have no sales. And I said, listen, I've got a towel with a slit in it. I mean, you know, they are going to be so mean to me. I have no sales. They're, this is ridiculous. And she just laughed. She's like, no, no, I really think you should do it. Well, it's funny because it's like once she said it and opened the door, everywhere I went, someone would say that to me. And I used to do a lot of um, just boutiques and shows and this and that, you know, and everywhere I would go, someone would say, oh, you know, wow, this should be on Shark Tank. You should be on Shark Tank. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, I've heard that. Not interested. Yeah, I've heard that. Not interested. Not interested. Maybe fast forward like uh, five or six months. Um, but let me just kind of go back really quickly because around this time, I started, I made a list. I'm really into law of attraction. I don't know if you ever do law of attraction, but I started learning about, I watched the movie, The Secret. I made a list on the law of attraction and I wrote on my law of attraction list. I am attracting a partner. I am going to be selling my towels in Legoland, SeaWorld, Magic Mountain, Disney World. I'm going to get free publicity on major news networks. I'm going to have, I mean, I'm writing all this stuff, right? No idea this is ever even in my sights. Okay. I have no intention of even, even though people are telling me Shark Tank, I'm not even thinking about that. But one thing I did at the time was I sent my towels to the Today Show because I was watching the Today Show and there was a segment um, called Bobby's Buzz. And Bobby Thomas um, highlights these products, you know, for Hoda and Kathy Lee, whatever. So she one day she's doing these Bobby's Buzz for kids. And I thought, oh, I'll send my towels to Bobby, you know, and send her, you know, to, to suggest that she, she feature this on Bobby's Buzz for Kids. You don't hear anything. I mean, I would send stuff like that all the time. Never, ever hear anything. Well, all of a sudden, fast forward all these months later, and I get a phone call one morning, a New York phone number. I'm like, who's calling me from New York? It's the Today Show. And I they said, about your car warranty. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and um, and so it's a Today Show. They said, listen, we got these towels that you sent Bobby Thomas. We're doing a segment called Moms with Good Ideas. And oh. we want to know if we can put your towel on our segment this coming Friday. I'm like, oh, my God, can't believe it, right? This is my big opportunity. I cannot believe this is happening. I don't even have a website. I mean, I, you know, and I have no money to put this together. So I'm dying and freaking. Yes, of course. I overnight mail a bunch of towels to them in New York. And I'm freaking out thinking my towels are going to be on Friday. And, you know, my husband's putting together a makeshift website. I mean, it was such a joke. It was ridiculous. But we had something up. And it airs on the Today Show. And a whole lot of nothing happens. My phone's not really ringing. I don't really get any orders. I'm kind of disappointed. But I'm like, you know, hey, my towel is viewed by millions of people today. My heart kind of goes, are you going to say, is that all? Or are you going to say thank you? You know, because when you say thank you, Shelly, the door stays open. But if you say that's all, the door is going to close. You got a choice. And I was like, yeah, that's right. All right. I'm like, but I'm going to be mad for like five minutes. And I kind of got mad, like I cried and said it. I literally said a timer five minutes later. I'm like, all right, thank you. I'm grateful for it. <clears throat> and 
that's exactly what happened is that that episode aired. I started posting it on my Facebook page, asking friends to share it. And one of my friends who shared it, shared it with one of her friends who happened to be a producer on Shark Tank. She was casting director. And so she reaches out to me on Facebook and says, hey, Shelly, have you ever heard of that show Shark Tank? And I'm like, oh, God, not you two. Yes, I've heard of Shark Tank. No, I'm not interested in doing She goes, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am friends with one of the casting directors. She saw your product on today's show and she said it's perfect for the show. She wants to invite you down. They're having an open casting call this weekend, next weekend, and she wants to invite you there. You don't even have to wait in line. I was like, and I said, oh, God, I, I don't know that I want to do that. This is, I don't think this is for me. Oh, come on, Shelly, you should do this. I said, let me think about it, you know. And I kind of went back. She said, well, this is her name. You just can go ahead and show up if you want to, Shelly. Show up. You walk up to the line. You give them her name. And you can basically walk right in. In all week, Joe, I was back. One day I was going. One day I wasn't. One day I was going, one day I was The day of Friday, Friday came, and that was the day I was not going. I had decided this was ridiculous. I was going to look like a fool. They were going to make fun of me. I don't have enough sales. And then I didn't have people to pick up my kids from school, and I didn't have a new outfit to wear, like all of this like ridiculous stuff too, you know? So I called my girlfriend, the one who I originally went to lunch with, who wanted me to do this in the first place. And I said, you know, I made my mind, I'm not going. I'm like, eh, you know, I don't have anything to wear, and I mean, I don't have anyone to pick up my kids from school. And she just, she let me have it. She goes, she just let me have it. Everybody needs a friend like my friend Tiffany. And she goes, just stop it. She said, listen, get in your car. I said, but they're probably going to take 50% of my business. She goes, hey, 50% of something's better than 100% nothing. Get in your car. You know, you have a ton of friends to pick up your kids. You've got a full closet of clothes. Get showered. Stop complaining and get on the road. I go, so I did. I went down. I walked in, I used that person's name. I walked right in and immediately, like I didn't have time to get scared because they set me right down at a table and bam, I'm pitching to two producers. Within five minutes of walking in, I'd given my pitch. They go, we love it. We love you. Oh my God, this is amazing. You're on to the next round. And next thing I know, I went into the next round and filmed whatever. And three days later, I was cast on the show. Yeah. So I didn't go looking for it. It found me, Joe. So, so much to unpack there. Um, yeah. I, I think that there's a huge, huge lesson that a lot of people don't really realize is that when it comes to getting that media exposure, there, there's two things. A lot of times uh, it's, it's more for you to share after the fact than it is for people to actually be paying attention at the time. Um, number one, right? And number right. two, you don't, you don't know what their schedule is. You don't know that the people that you're, you're sending, you know, samples to or writing those emails to like, Hey, um, I do this, this, and this, like, would it be, wouldn't it be great to be on the show? Well, they might've just did a segment on this, this, and this, and it might be another six months before it comes around. So you don't know when it, when it, it just happens to be the right time, right place. Right. And you sent that right email or that right letter that right product at the right time yeah. to the right person. Yeah. And, and they say, Oh, yep. It, this lines right up with what we're doing. We'll just slot it right on in for the segment that we have coming up that you didn't know existed. Cause you're not on their team. You know, you're not reading there. I mean, in some cases they have things like that, like casting calls for um, like talk shows and things like that. Like, Oh, we're looking for people like this, 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 and this. 
Um, but even then, like, you don't know when that could be that, you know, just because they might always be looking for those types of things, you know, if they're vague yeah. enough. So just keep an open mind is like sending those emails. You don't know when it might be the right time, right place. Um, and then what that immediate exposure actually means is, is generally getting to be able to share it why you know far and wide because you never know who's paying attention you know you, you know. only need the one person that's actually paying attention like the fact that you were able to sell five thousand towels off of good good morning america is for, to me is kind of incredible because not because there aren't people watching good morning america but the fact that matters is like people are getting ready for their day you know mm-hmm. it's on but that's like saying like the view is the most watched tv channel or show right and it's like well, that might be true, but it's, how many doctor's offices is, is it on where there's just people no one's actually actively, you know, engaged with it? It's just on, right? Mm-hmm. And and that that I know it happens in our house here with with uh, Good Day Philadelphia. Like it's on, you know, we're not actively like sitting down, like all right, get the popcorn out, we're watching the morning news. Like what's you know what's going on? We're not engaged with it like that. Um, so it's just the little things like that to keep in mind and. Um, you know, look, having Mr. Wonderful go and, uh, you know, rail people, um, as, as, as he, as he has in the past, uh, is, is definitely discouraging for a lot of people. And I think that when you're looking at whether or not like, oh, but they might, what was it? There was an Adam Sandler skit from when I was like, when I was growing up, they're like, they might laugh at, they're going to laugh at me or something like that. Uh, I was never a huge Adam Sandler fan growing up, but that there was that like audio uh, CD ad or something that there's like everything they said, like, oh, but they might laugh at me or they're going to laugh at me. Um, but at the end of the day, like you are the one that did it right. Like you still got to do it. And I think that, you know, a life worth living is worth taking that those risks on, right? Especially I we're agree. not talking about like life or death, like kind of things. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I have so much credit for every single person that puts themselves out on that show. It is not easy. It's really hard. And you know what people don't realize, people are so critical. I love it because people think that they, you know, this is a reality TV show. Okay. So all the people that think they know about the show, just you know, all of your comments, just hold them. Unless you've been on the show, you really can't talk about what's going on behind the scenes um, because it is a reality TV show. And for most people, reality TV is not real. And if you totally believe in reality TV, TV, then you, you know, whatever, you might need to wake up a little bit. Um, But this is a highly edited show as well. Okay. And let's remember they do cast the show like a reality TV show. Every season they cast, you know, I was the mompreneur for the season. Okay. I was a seasoned mompreneur. They have the the couple, the cute couple. They have the older entrepreneur. They have the young kid entrepreneur. They have maybe the ditzy entrepreneur, whatever. You know, they have, they sort of cast it like a reality show. Okay. And then they edit it as such. And they know who's going to shine and they know who they want to shine. And they, now I was really lucky. My show was edited beautifully. You know, I don't, I did, I did really good. I have to say, I was really proud of myself. My presentation was spot on. So, but they could have edited it to make me look foolish. And they could do that with anyone's pitch. And I have many friends from the show that were edited unfairly and made to look foolish. And wow, how hard that's got to be when you see yourself on TV and they have cut something that you said and cut something that someone else said and made you. And they made my friend say something like it seemed like she was being disrespectful to Barbara. Like, oh, my goodness. Holy, you know, whoa! I was disrespectful to Barbara. What, you know, how terrible is that? First of all, 
She wasn't. It was edited in the way that they put it in there. But you would not believe the trolls, the messages, the hateful things people said. And every time it re-aired, it would come up again and again and again and again. And it was just like, it's so unfair. So when you said earlier that you watch this and you're kind to the people for the most part, I respect that. You know, you have to have respect for any person that's willing to step into the arena, that's willing to put themselves out there to be vulnerable because it is not easy. Going on that show was the scariest thing I have ever done in my life. It was horrifying. When those doors opened, I'm telling you, I walked through fear. I've never experienced, and it was a total out-of-body experience. I can barely even remember it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made it even extra horrifying because I had my kids with me, okay? And my kids were young, and who who knew if they, I don't want to traumatize them. I, you know, I, I didn't know what could happen. What if my youngest one started melting down? I don't know. So that make it, made it extra horrifying. But I'll tell you, when you walk through fear, it'll change your life, you know? because I've never been the same since then. Um, It completely changed me. When you walk through fear, there is nothing ever like that I'll ever really be afraid of again. It was pretty incredible. Do you feel like your kids were as scared as you are or picked up on the fact that you were scared? No, my kids did not seem afraid at all. They didn't seem like they cared at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, they were just, they wanted a granola bar from craft services. They wanted a banana. They were like, they didn't care. And, uh. you know, I, so this is kind of a funny story, an inside story. We're in this, um, there are these little sectioned off areas in the studio and you don't get to talk to anybody else. You're in this tiny little sectioned area. So it's my husband, my two sons and I, and my uh, youngest son said he was hungry. And so he goes, so I said, well, I'll go out and there's like a little, table set up with, with, you know, treats and stuff like that. So I go out and I'm looking for a granola bar for him or something. And I could, I could hear them filming the person in front of me. So I'm lingering through the granola bars and I hear Mark Cuban ripping this woman a new, you know what? And he is telling her, you are not an entrepreneur. You're a wantrepreneur. He's like, you are not going to commit to this business. And if you can't do two things, you can't do this business and that business. And I wouldn't want you working for me. And he's ripping her to pieces. And I know that we're like up next. And now I am just thinking, oh, my God, what the have I got myself into? I am horrified. I could barely talk. I didn't even tell my husband. I didn't because I I did I just want to didn't want to horrify everybody else. Went back into like our little dressing room, gave my son his snack, and I am horrified. And then they're literally like, "Come on, you guys are on deck. Let's go." And I was standing there in so much fear, and I looked at my producer, and I was just I, and she just said, "You're gonna do great. You're gonna be fine, Shelley. The doors open. It's like push you in there." And it really was great. It really went well. I mean, I'm really, really proud of my um, of my performance. It, it couldn't have gone any better. You know, going back and rewatching some of those older 
pitches from season two, three, four. Um, there is some, uh, you know, there, there, even up to like season six, like there is some questionable uh, things that that some of the sharks have said over the over the course of those years that like. I don't think it's going to age real well. Like, uh, you know, maybe they don't ever get re-seen or something like that. They're not, those aren't the ones that get replayed, you know, over and over and over again on like CNBC or something like that. But they just, I don't know some of the, like, and and I've come across a few of them where it's like, wow, I I can't believe uh, Mark would say something like that. That just seems so borderline, like, rude and uh, like like borderline like past rude right like like we 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 went well past rude and we're at like demeaning um well, do you remember what he yeah. said to me so i didn't get to rewatch it in the in the couple of weeks that we we uh i i know that he made the point of saying like we're talking about a towel with a slit in it no not that so it's interesting because he says this question to a woman And I've never really seen him say this question to a man. He said, so let's say uh, it's your child's birthday and you have a meeting with a CEO. What are you going to do? So that plays into the mompreneur thing, like almost as if it was set, like they softballed it into him saying, hey, wait, look, we are as if what you're saying, you know, it's like, oh, here's the mompreneur, like. We're not going to tell you what she does, but yeah. like this is who's coming but, up next, the category yeah. that's coming up next. But I've never seen him ask a, a man that. Let's say it's your child's birthday and the CEO has a has an important meeting. What are you going to do? You know, and I, I I was proud of the way I answered it. I said, listen, I'll go be part of that meeting. My family will probably push me on the plane. They love me. <laughs> yep. They support me yep. so yep. much. We would celebrate my son's birthday when we got home. And all is well. I have so much support in my family. I'm so blessed. So it went really, really well. And I'm not meaning to, to bag on Mark. He was actually really nice to me. Everybody was. I'm telling you, all of them, even Kevin, they were all very nice to me and, um, and, and respectful and kind to me. And I had a really good experience in there. It was not horrifying. And I know some people have horrifying experiences in there, but mine was not. Um, and, 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 and Mark was quite nice to me. But I was you know, a little taken back that he would say that. Um, I think it's a little bit of a sexist remark, personally. But um, but that's you know whatever it is what it is. No, I I do now. I mean, now that you say that, I I do uh, I do remember that. And uh, I I I mean, was was there any conver- was there a conversation that was cut out leading up to that question? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Mark, you know, Mark mixed things up on my episode because he's the one who raised the ante. You know, in my mm. episode, I asked for fifty thousand. Lori writes me a check, and then Mark goes, "I think it's worth more than that. I'll give you seventy-five. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get to that. Let's 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 yeah. talk about that. So the the check. Um, you know, when when they we all like you said, it is reality TV and things are edited a certain way to, you know, be entertaining to help drive the story and um, the story that they're like ultimately picking and we're setting up from the, from the start, regardless of if you realize it, the sharks realize it, everybody like, regardless, they, they know what they're doing. Um, So that check were you, so you ended up taking the deal with Lori was, do you recall 
what the reasoning behind going with Lori, say, over Mark was. Was it, yeah, because, of, so, was it because of the sexist comment, the borderline sexist comment? Not at all. I actually okay. really, really, I really liked Mark a lot. I, I never thought he would be interested ever. Um, I, w- I kind of, you know, I thought the only person that I might be able to get involved was Damon um, because he works in, in that space, you know, and, um, and he said that he's already making towels. He's already manufacturing towels through JCPenney's and stuff like that. Um, I originally thought I would do a deal with either Barbara or Damon. And then I find out four days before we tape that Barbara's not going to be there, that they're having a guest shark and her name's Lori Grenier. And I thought, who the heck is Lori Grenier? So I Google Lori Grenier and I find out she's the queen of QVC. Right? Well, I don't watch QVC. I mean, so, uh, so I watch, you know, and I start reading everything I can about Lori, watching all the videos I can, reading her bio, blah, blah. And I just know in that moment, I don't believe there are mistakes, Joe. So like the fact that she's on this thing and I'm just already instantly feel a connection from her, just reading her bio and she's on QVC and I can see my towel selling like crazy on QVC and I can see myself on QVC. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm really good at it. And I can see myself with her on QVC and I'm like, this is it. This. So I knew, I, I knew before I went there, I even had a dream the night before I saw her. I saw her. She's wearing a black business suit um, in my dream. And we do a deal together, you know, and the next morning, you know, I get to the studio, they open the doors and there she is wearing a black business suit. And um, I, I knew before she said a word that she was going to be my partner. The problem was she said she written a check for 50,000. Okay. And she said for 25%. Then Mark says, I think it's worth more than that. I'll give you 75 for 25%. Then Damon says, I'll give you 75 for 20%. So technically my best deals with Damon. Who's manufacturing towels. Who's <laughs> already manufacturing towels at JCPenney's, which makes the most business sense to do that. But my heart is telling me it's Lori. And then I'm thinking, Lori, you better come up to 75 because I know I'm going to pick you and I'm going to look like a total idiot. I know I'm going to get reamed from people. Why would you have? But I'm just telling you, I knew I was supposed to work for her. And I'm sitting there crossing my fingers. And then it comes back to Lori and she goes, all right, I'll match the 75. Stay at the 25%. And then I knew, you know, I knew. And then it was, it was all made up and fake because they wanted my husband to be a part of is that was all made up for TV. So I did not need to bring in my husband. I did not need his opinion. I knew what I was going to do. My husband did not want to be on that show. He wanted nothing to do with it. He's a very shy, quiet person. This is not, you know, this is something I would be willing to do, not him. And, um, but the producers were adamant. They wanted him to be part of it and they're hooking him up with microphones. And he's like, I don't want to do this. And um, so, So at one point he thought, because, you know, you're in there for a long time, you know, you don't realize it's a 10 minute segment, but I was in there for maybe an hour and a half, you know? And so, wow. Was you think it was that long? Wow. Now again, this was still early days shark tank, right? So it's, you know, so things were um, probably a little bit different than, than now, but an hour and a half is a long time for a towel to slit in it. But some of of these things are like very complicated products or services 
and and it's like oh it was like 45 minutes maybe an hour tops and yeah and yeah at the time wow that's that's crazy so it came to a point where someone said i think robert said they you know they kind of i think they all wear little things in their ears and someone fed to him yeah. oh do you um, he said, oh, Shelly, do you have someone that you'd like to discuss this with? And I'm like, yes, you know, actually, my husband's here because I knew that they, they told me they'd want me to do that. I said, my husband's here. Do you mind if I ask him about this? Oh, sure. Bring in her husband, you know, bring in her husband. And um, and so my husband, my poor husband, oh, my God, he came in and he was white as a ghost. He was he didn't know what to say. But anyhow, he just, you know, babbled on, go with your heart, go with your heart. And I already knew what I was going to do or whatever. So he leaves and I went ahead and said, I'm going to go with Lori. And she hands me the check. Now, remember, the check she'd already written was for $50,000, but my deal was technically seventy five, right? And she'd only written the check out to Shelly. She didn't know my last name, you know? So it wasn't really, I don't know, I never tested it out. I don't know if I could ever really, really have catch it. But it was a real check. I mean, it was to her bank in Chicago. It was a real it was a real check. Um, but again, with just my first name on it. And um, I left there that day in shock, Joe. I've never been in shock. I don't know if you've ever been in shock in your life. I didn't even know what shock was. But um, I went into actual shock because I couldn't talk. Um, we got in the car and I went all this nervous energy and I just kind of went into shock. Almost like it was weird. I got home and I still really couldn't talk. I could not believe this had happened. I was, I was so grateful. I had never felt more blessed. I had never, it was such a gift. You have to understand my husband and I had lost our home, our business. We were in financial ruin and to have someone hand you a check like that was just such a blessing and a miracle. It was amazing. And uh, so it was really, really incredible. Um, but the next day, um, my phone rang around noon and it was, it was Lori. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I answered the phone. She says, hi, Shelly. It's, it's Lori. I go, oh my God. It's like, this is real. This actually is where I'm holding the child. And, um, I just said, I, I was just, I said, I haven't stopped crying. I can't believe this is actually real. And she said, you know, I've been given a lot in my life, Shelly. She said, now's my time to give back. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to make your dreams come true. And I said, wow. I said, Lori, honestly, you do that for me. I will tell you, you will never find a more appreciative, loyal person. I, I'm the nicest person you will ever meet. I cut off my arm for you. Like, there's nothing. You do this and help me and my family. There is nothing I won't do for you. And I mean that. I mean, I am, I, I'm, I'm a really loyal, honest person. And, um, and she said, she said, well, you know, I, I, she said, do one thing for me. She said, don't cash the check. She said, I don't know what we're going to do with it. And I said, fine. You know, I, I didn't think anything of it, Joe, you know, I thought, well, she owes me 75,000 anyway, different. She said, I don't know how we're going to set the business, what we're going to do, but just hold on to the check. And I'm in my head thinking about like getting it framed and, you know, that kind of cool thing for my office. So it never fazed me. And I've had so many people say, why didn't you go straight to the bank? Why, you know, why didn't you see that as such a red flag? I just, I'm not going to cash a check with that big without knowing what to do with it, you know? So anyhow, that's the beginning part of my story. <laughs> well, I, okay. So 
so the, the, the yeah because i think in the, in my video i did say something about your husband like man i i hope he said something because it was kind yeah of no you like, said something and someone like else kind of bagged on him someone else kind of bagged on him in the comments i'm like oh it's like so mean it was it was well, not against I, you. But, you know there's editing was, right and that's yeah, and that's what a, i like go, yeah. going back to the 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 real people thing right like obviously you guys are still real people you're not playing characters on the show right. even if they're setting you up as characters you're real people you're have your real dreams and it's yeah. not um you know it, it, it's up to the producers and the and the editors to like make it what they what they want out of it and uh you know it it, it, it just it just seemed like such a throwaway kind of like in in hindsight, I guess it seemed like, it. and probably in the moment when they did it, they were like, "Oh, this is brilliant TV!" Like we're you know we're setting up the cliffhanger. You know how how is she going to pick? And you know go with your heart. Like okay, that's awesome. But like from a like was hopefully there was more said that you, they just decided to cut out, and apparently there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't. They just liked you know my husband and I are you know a nice family and. We've been together since high school, sweethearts. They like the whole story, you know. We, yeah, we've got a yeah, yeah. few nice boys, so they were trying to show the whole package, you know, the whole thing with that. But, but as far as you know, getting getting the check, uh, yeah, obviously, if you you know any check you get, like some people will tell you, like, oh, just go cash it, like it's it's got your name on it, like go cash. And you probably, I bet you, if you had gone to your bank. You mm-hmm. probably could have got it. You probably like you were bank where like you see the people all the time, stuff, and you just walked in with the bat with a check that said Shelly on it. They probably would have cashed it, like no problem. Yeah. Um, but you know there is something called due diligence, and I don't know how in depth they were with that at that point in season three. You know, by by season three or filming season three, so really probably just after season two mm-hmm. uh, had just taken place. Um, but I, you know, I it's. It is reminiscent, though, of Lori's golden ticket today, right? She doesn't write the check, uh, which, I mean, for her good, I think from a marketing standpoint, it, it really helped her, like, establish something different that she brings, you know, other than what she already brought to the table. So but- that's th- that's what it was, Joe. She was this. She was a guest shark, okay? Mm-hmm. She only had um, three episodes that season, and she only did three deals that season. And so I think the producer said, hey, how are you going to make a splash? How are you going to? So she came in and, you know, she hands me a check. The very next episode, she buys a whole company outright. $500,000, I'll buy your whole company. She was trying to make these big moves to make a big splash so that she could make her mark and become a permanent shark. And she did. It worked, you know. But um, so as far as I know, I think I'm the only person in Shark Tank history that's ever received a check. Um and my episode, as far as I know, um, has been replayed, I think, more than any other episode. It still re-airs today. It's one of, um, you know, MS or CNBC's favorite episodes um, because it's such a feel-good episode. And it replays over and over all the time. You wouldn't believe it. This episode is 10 years old, and it still replays. And I have friends on the show who are like, mm, I think my episode has been replayed twice or three times. I'm like, I... I could never count how many times mine's been replayed. So it's the gift that keeps on giving, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, with that, when those, um, so they had to buy, you know, they had to pay for the rights to each episode in which they want to replay. So they, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're trying to CNBC is like, well, I'm going to 
pay for the ones that I think are going to get the most people to watch and want to rewatch ability. But you would think, I mean, with the amount of times that they play the show for like extended, um, uh, what were those things called? I, Oh my God. Um, uh, where, where they like play a block of a show, like, over and over like a marathon a mar- yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like shark tank uh-huh. marathons like every mm-hmm. weekend or whatever because they got nothing else yeah. to talk about because markets are closed right um right. you know or at night when they'll play like a marathon of it for like six seven episodes in a row um i you know i i think it just it it makes sense from like what's the most memorable episodes from that you know that season kind of thing and then once you already mm-hmm. have the rights for it it probably is a lot easier to just keep paying for those rights of that episode rather than trying to find the other gems in, uh, you know, in that season. And I, I probably one part laziness, <laughs> you know, cause it's like, there's other, I mean, there's, heck there's that, you know, hundreds and hundreds of episodes now. Um, but so, yeah. So anyway, getting, you know, getting back to, to Lori and the, and the check and um, wanting to make a splash like that, you know, absolutely made sense on her part and has paid off, crazy amounts of dividends um i mean as we all know well as you watching probably know as well because you watch the show uh a lot of the deals just don't end up panning out right like they they just you know they go to due diligence and it's it's funny too because like i'm talking with a lot of people that have been on start tank it's like it seems like some of these due diligences take way longer than they probably need to or should. And then the business actually changes in the process because it's like, well, that was like eight months ago now. And we've been on Shark Tank and now we're, you know, our sales are like so astronomical that the, that the, you know, hundred thousand dollars for 10% no longer even remotely makes sense anymore. Right. Um, and so what, what was your, um, experience after you, you know, after you got to hang up the phone with Lori that first day and, and go through that. Can you, can you speak to that? Yeah, I sent her material. <clears throat> she sent it to China to get sourced. Um, we did our due diligence and we went through, you know, my business was still so new. I was doing everything, making everything on my own. So there wasn't a whole lot to really explore in terms of what I was doing, my sales and things like that. It wasn't super complicated. Um you know, I had no employees, it's just me sewing, you know, with my sewing machine. And um, I'd gotten my first big account with Legoland. Um, but other than that, I was just selling them to local boutiques and selling them at local home stores and things like that. And so after Lori sourced it, you know, I think it was surprising to her, to her credit. I think that when she saw the product, she probably thought, shoot, I could make this for a dollar in China. Um, like pretty much everybody does. And I hear that from people all the time. Um, oh my God, you can make that in China for a dollar. Well, you can't. Um, <laughs> not possible. And even Lori, with all of her manufacturing capabilities, she was, I think she was pretty shocked that, you know, she couldn't get it that cheap. And um, and so it was costing a lot more than she realized. And so then I think she started rethinking things, realizing, uh, I don't know that I'm going to get my return on this product. So then everything sort of changed in terms of our negotiation. And, um, and, and, and she decided that she didn't want to do that. The deal with me that she made on TV essentially because of that. Which is, which is not uncommon, right? Like we, I mean, there's very public stories. It's not uncommon there. at all. Um, I, in fact, the first Shark Tank entrepreneur that ever reached out to me had that same 
same thing happened, but it, and it happened like eight months after the fact, uh, after they had, uh, I, I don't remember if it was when they, they, eight months from when they shot it or eight months from when it aired, but same, same type of a story, but just hopefully that, um, that person, that entrepreneur will be coming on the show at some point in the future. We've been putting, she was the first person to call me from like very early on from when I started doing my videos and we just have not like things have gone on in, in their life and things have gone on in my life and we just haven't yeah. been able to make it happen. But, uh, yeah. but, but we do stay in contact. So, yeah. I, you know, when I, you know, it's it, it almost now that you're saying it and I'm thinking about it, like the, the comment of like, Oh, you could probably make that for a dollar in China or whatever. Like, First off, a quality product, right? Number two, number two, if it was that simple, somebody probably already would have did it. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like someone might have investigated and was like, ooh, yeah, no, to actually make this to be like a quality that's thing. That's why. That's that's why it's not and out there. I can't there. do it for less than, you know, for, for, no. for a dollar or less. So now I can't just take that writ, like gamble on like, oh, I'll buy, you know, 10,000 of them. And, you know, if, if I sell them, I sell them because I've only paid a dollar or less than a dollar per. Mm -hmm. So it's like, eh, you know, it's not the end of the world. Well, you have to look at what do you think the average person is going to pay for a kid's towel? Seven, eight dollars. I don't know. <laughs> I had two kids and I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but you that's know. my guess. Seven, eight dollars. Yeah, right. High end, probably seven, eight dollars. Probably right. like five to seven. So if you're gonna do like a wearable towel, now maybe you take it up to fifteen. Okay. But you know, I was selling my towels for twenty dollars, which still, you know, I mean it's it's still an inexpensive, you know gift to give to somebody it was always like you know perfect gift for to give to a friend with a pair of flip-flops and something and people are like oh my god what a great gift you know um but when you think about that you know it it only ever really really sold well when i was offered discount codes and i was selling it for around the 14 dollar price range you know and then you look at your profit margin how much did it cost how much there's not a big enough profit margin in it and, um, and that's why it just came to the point that when I finally realized it just wasn't viable, it just wasn't going to work years, you know, but I tried my hardest. I mean, I tried so hard. I was, I banged my head against the wall for years. You know, I really made, um, a, a great move into selling them to, um, swim schools. And that was, um, that was a big turning point in my business. I was doing custom towels for swim schools. And, and they were willing to pay me a little bit more money to put the name on so that they could sell marketing for their swim school. And so that was, that was, that got me by for the last few years, you know? Um, but it just got to the point that I just still wasn't making enough money to really make it go. I didn't have an investor. I didn't have enough money to invest on my own. And I just needed to you know, to kind of let it go and to, to get a real job and to start making money, get back on my feet again. That, uh, yeah, I, well, yeah, I mean, at $20, that, that is a, um, that is a hefty price that I feel like if I have the specific use case, it makes a, like a, it makes a lot more sense than a single, like I'm going to the water park or something like that. Right. So yeah. like, I'm thinking like people that maybe have a boat and they have kids and they're, like they're on well first off they have a boat so they probably have a little more money anyway but um but like a boat that you would like stay on like it, it's a nice thing to have for 
when they're getting changed or whatever, like, cause there's not a lot of space in us, even on bigger boats, not a lot yeah. of space, right? Things like situations like that, where situationally, I think it, it can make a lot of sense to pay that $20, um, maybe more so than like at uh, like a one, like something that might end up being a one-time use kind of situation. Um, but there's a lot less of those people, right? So you got to be able to find those people. And if you're already at tight margins, you know, as, and I think to your point of saying, hey, like I did sell quite a few of them, but it was at the $14.99, you know, it was at the $15 price range. That I mean, that's a, that speaks volumes, right? It's like, well, if the price really needs to be at 20 in order for you to be able to make a profit and market it and keep the whole thing, you know, the whole engine turning, um, and the price point really that people are willing to pay is only at the $14.99, $5 goes a long way in whether or not you can make or not make it happen. Um, you know, I, so I, I had, so I uh, wanted to ask uh, this, uh, I was looking up uh, your episode right before uh, we jumped on the call and uh, this picture came up. So I wanted to get your, your thoughts. Uh, when's the last time you saw this, this, uh, I guess was this, was this from like shark tank or is this just a picture you guys took? That brings tears to my eyes. That's so cool. That was on the cover of the Ladera Times. We lived in Ladera Ranch. They took that picture. We were on the cover of the Ladera Times. And um, that was probably in 2012 or 2011. I did recently just see that picture a couple days ago because I'm <laughs> in my new office and I, I was pulling out old picture frames to decorate my new office. And that picture was in the box of my frames. And I was, I really stared at it lovingly, thought, I wonder if I want to hang this in my office because it's, but it's the actual cover of the Ladera Times. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Man, wow. So my, my son in the green towel, he's 20 years old now. <laughs> yeah. And the little guy in the blue towel, he's 17. He's a, he's a senior in high school. <laughs> oh god it goes by so quick i never you know used to believe that until uh i have you know kids of my own and they're already six and four and well we lived through two years of covid so you know <laughs> the time flew by uh pain pain painfully through that time but um yeah. wow that's a <laughs> that's a good one though that's a good one you know i so well, I mean, uh, oh, I guess my, my, my other question is, uh, when you did finally get to air the episode, um, did you have, uh, did you have a watch party? Do you recall? Like, with, oh, yeah, okay. that was That's awesome. <laughs> oh my God. We had all of our friends and family. We came to like a local kind of like a bar, um, with, you know, TVs all over. Um, we took over the whole place and it was probably one of the most special moments of my life. To, um, to have everybody that I loved around me and to be able to share in my success because I knew what was going to happen, you know, and they didn't. And now it had been 197 days since I filmed that episode, Joe, and was not allowed to tell anyone in that room what happened. You know, now I had told a couple of people, but for the most part, I hadn't said anything. And, um, you know, to sit there and even watch my dad with tears in his eyes, you know, and um, and especially as they were like, you know, Kevin was kind of starting to make fun of me a little bit. And, you know, the, the look of concern on my dad's face, you know, um, but to hear everybody like booing them if they'd say something to me and the whole place is cheering when they're, you know, Lori hands me the check and the place erupts and goes nuts. And it was like um, 
I'd never felt so loved and supported and successful in my whole life. You know, it was one of the most beautiful moments. But I'll tell you, I've never been so quickly from the highest of high to the lowest of lows because I'm in that room with my family. Never been higher. I mean, it was the most beautiful thing ever. And then I started checking and looking at my phone. And I started noticing that orders weren't coming in and we were having problems on our website. And then panic starts to, to sink in. And I didn't know what to do. It was just, it was out of my control. I, we had a web guy doing it. I paid someone doing this. I, I, I don't know how to do a website. It just is what it is. So we had to let it unfold. But I notice orders are not coming in. And I went from feeling like the biggest success in the planet to the biggest failure within a matter of, you know, minutes to over the course of the night hours. And I couldn't even get out of bed the next day. I was so horrified. I didn't want to look at any of it. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to look at any of it. It was, it was really, really scary because now I have told my story. I have, ex, I have exposed myself to millions of people. The newspaper's calling the next day. Lori's calling the next day. Everyone's calling the next day. What are your sales? What are your numbers? How many towels did you sell? How did you do? Oh, let's see. We got in about 50 orders. So that night I ended up selling 200 towels. Okay. Now, never, ever had I ever sold 200 towels in a day before. Okay, so that actually was really good. And when you were still manufacturing them yourself, right? Making them all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so it actually was really good. I had 400 towels ready to go. So what, you know, what do we know that the universe gives you just as much as you can handle, right? You're only given what you can handle. So I'm, um, so, so I sell 200 towels at night, but still I feel like a failure. I'd only gotten in 50 orders. And um, it was interesting because, the next week, Lori ends up going on The View, and she needed towels for a, an audience giveaway. She needed 200 towels. And so within 200 weeks, I'd gotten rid of all 400 towels, but I still felt like such a huge failure, you know, because people who go on that show, you hear stories of, oh, they sell thousands and thousands. They sell thousands. Well, guess what? Those are people who have warehouses of things of thousands and thousands. And I'm quite sure that if I had a warehouse of thousands and thousands, I may very well have sold thousands and thousands. And I had 200 towels available, 400 towels available. I sold 200 and then 200 left a week later. I was given what I could handle, but I judged myself so harshly because of that. And um, fear really gripped me. It was really, really scary. It was, yeah, it was pretty scary. I know back in the day there, you know, there's a lot of those types of horror stories of, you know, websites down, um, you know, yeah. can we, can we scale up our, our, um, server to, you know, our servers to be able to handle the amount of traffic that Shark Tank brings to the table. And I mean, I can tell you from, you know, just from the outside, putting, um, you know, putting these videos out the night that these episodes air, like, I kind of have a good idea too of who who's really doing well and who probably isn't getting as much search traffic as I mean they're probably getting a lot but they're like I like the the term that you use the as much as we can handle right yeah um, I I think 
you know, I, I know now with, with people using Shopify and stuff, Shopify is very much well equipped to be able to yeah. scale up for. That was, and that was not there. Disney. I mean, at the time, we did not yeah, have. Time, this, yeah, know? this was not a thing back then. Or Shopify might have existed, but it definitely wasn't as big uh, as it as be, has become. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I um, you know that that that's such a common story like it crashed our website and and then you know things kind of went dark because we we weren't able to like capture those those leads those people um so it's a shame that 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 you you fell uh victim to that but at the same time uh you know 400 towels i mean there's a lot of towels for you to make uh in the grand scheme of things it's like nothing you know it's I mean, that's not even like probably one order that you would put in for like a JC Penny or something like like a big like a Walmart is going to get four hundred towels. You have no idea how hard think it was. About it. I mean, all the hours I put in doing that, I worked my butt off, and you know, I packed every single towel I ever sold. Even those five thousand towels, I fulfilled every order. Me, my husband, my mom, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law came to help. My kids, we had friends that came over. We had two weeks of nothing but fulfilling orders doing those 5,000 towels. I'm telling you, I worked my butt off. My butt off. It was a lot of hard work, you know, but I'm proud of myself. You know, I'm really, really proud of myself. I think I've taught my kids a lot. You know, I think they're, they've always said they're super proud of me and, uh, you know, I did show them um, how important it is to work hard. If you had to give a lesson that you feel like you, you've learned the most out of that, the Shark Tank experience as a whole, um, and, and your business, right? Like your business and, and, and Shark Tank, because it kind of is interweaved uh, a lot there. What, what, would you, what would you say that lesson uh, for other people to learn from would be? There's so many. I mean, man, have I learned a lot. But I'll tell you, I think probably the, the, the number one, do not attach to an outcome. Okay? Because um, things are not always going to work out the way you think they're going to. And that doesn't mean it's wrong. So when you attach to an outcome, you limit yourself. Because when it doesn't look the way like I want it to look, then it's wrong. Okay, but if you don't attach to an outcome and you're grateful for everything that comes, then new opportunities start appearing here and there and here and there and here and there. Life might move this way, that way, this way, that way. You turn, you, you, you know, you're always being guided. Don't ever attach to an outcome. Don't. It doesn't have to look like this. Okay, because it's not always going to, and you're going to feel like a failure. And I did this for so long. It had to look this way. I had to sell this many towels. I had to be successful. I had to make all this money with Lori. I had to be the queen of towels too. And none of that worked out. And I didn't realize I was never supposed to do any of those things. Right. I was only supposed to be on that show to sell hope. That's all not towels. I was cast on that show to sell inspiration and hope. And I did, I did a great job, but I, I, I judged myself for so long because I wasn't, didn't have a successful business and I didn't sell towels and I was never even supposed to. I was supposed to learn from that experience. I was supposed to learn how to coach other people. I was supposed to be, I ended up becoming an inspirational speaker as a result of that show. I love inspirational speaking. It's a passion of mine. I learned at 17 years old, my heart told me you should be an inspirational speaker, but I didn't have a story. Now this comes along and all of a sudden I'm asked to be an inspirational speaker. 
Now, people are asking me to coach them and I become a life coach. And I love being a life coach. And then years later, I'm studying and learning about hypnotherapy and I've become a hypnotherapist and a life coach. Now I'm learning all the lessons that all of that taught me to help my clients, to help them learn and grow and live their best lives. See, it all worked out better than I could have ever imagined. It never had anything to do with a towel. So don't ever just attach to an outcome. I could not. I got to ding the bell for that because, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it looks so often uh, Look for the first, I don't know, uh, many a years that I did my, my podcast uh, out of the gate in 2014. I, you know, I interviewed people about their dreams and like what they, you know, what they do and how they what got there and all that. And uh, the last question was always like, what what was uh, your childhood dream? And, uh, you know, when you grew up. Uh, what would you be? And and I'm not, like almost every time, like 9.8 times out of 10, uh, it might not have been the exact thing that they expected, but the reason in which they wanted to be that thing, it, you know, ultimately ended up being part of a big part of the reason or, or big part of the thing that they do do with their life. And in your case, you know, um, you know, selling hope and having the opportunity to have that story and, and I think, you know, being being grateful uh, for the opportunities that we get in life, um, like it, it, like huh, I like I can tell you, like I, I remember being, I don't know, 17, 18, 19 years old and, and being at like our conference or um, our annual vendor show and talking with some of the people that were like the newcomers to our like they were a new vendor or something like that. And they were like, Joe, look, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your throat, but but like this is this is incredible. Like this is nobody else is doing like like how you what you guys are doing here with this and and blah 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 blah. And it, and, and he's like, you, you know, one of them was like, well, you, you're probably just too close to the situation to tell, right? To see like how incredible this actually is compared to the turnouts that other places get. Because like, and you're always, you're always looking for like the next big thing, the next, you know, what's what's the next step, the next level, and. Um, not that you you shouldn't be looking for those things, but I feel like you know uh, the saying that my great grandfather used to say. My great yeah, my great grandfather used to say, you know, a hard deal is a bad deal, and if you know if it's meant to be, like it's gonna it's gonna be. It just might not be how you expected it or yeah. you wanted it, and you don't know how that's going to play out years and years down the road with those experiences. So so you working your butt off and and packing all those towels, like those are memories that you're going to get to have forever, right? Like it's not like the Christmas morning opening presents memory, but it's the memory that like, you know, the, like the, the quote unquote good old days that don't really exist, but are right. Like, um, cause if you had worked at, if the towel thing had worked out, right. You'd have this factory and who knows, maybe it ends up being more of a nightmare than a, than a blessing, right. For you. So the person that wants to be an inspirational speaker and stuff like that, like yeah. not that you couldn't have did that, but unless you know, if you'd have to be able to now not be the person packing everything and doing all the things, but like getting out of your own way so that things no. could grow even more. And that's that so sometimes beautiful. can be hard, like to yeah. do at that level. You know, there's all these ways that things can play out. And, um, you know, I, I think that we just we have to play our positions, play our roles and, and you know, things will open up as we we do so. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate the time. You are so thank you. Thank you, yeah. Shelly. Shelly, uh, where can people get in touch with you or go to yeah. you know your website, hey, get your come services? Come check out my new that. business. It's S-J-E Hypnotherapy. So you can see a bunch of my Shark Tank videos, inspirational talks that I've given there. S-J-E Hypnotherapy.com. Um, 
awesome. And people, I will have that in the, the description below. Yeah. Thank you again so much, Shelly. It's an absolute huh. pleasure getting to chat with you. Uh, I would pleasure. love to have you on again. There's way more to talk about than we have. So much. For, I know. For there's, so much, there's so much we haven't talked about. And yeah. thank you for making all the way to the end of this video. If you haven't seen Shelly's video, uh, it's Shelly Approved. So go, go check it out up here. If not, I'll see you in the video down below. Take care and go be super. Bye.